Hello, welcome back to Being Black with Camille Smith, and today we are welcoming Alexis Cheetah. This episode is sponsored by Women Who Engineer, the epicenter for women in and aspiring to be in STEM. Follow them on Instagram for a daily dose of women kicking ass. Alexis goes to the University of Houston and plays volleyball on the volleyball team there. She is majoring in technology, leadership, and innovative management, and during her time in college, she's organized a small phone baking campaign on behalf of getting justice for Elijah McLean, Jacob Blake, and Brianna Taylor, vowing to Venmo the first 25 people to call. She spearheaded a social justice march with the help of other student athletes and the University of Houston Athletic Department, and she helped set up an official polling site at the football stadium to ensure students were able to access the polls, which is awesome because student like getting students to vote is so incredibly important. So like, thank you for that. Um, I'm super excited to be talking to Alexis today because I actually, she is friends with Freddie. If you haven't watched his video, his video was on being black and unlearning whitewashed history. So go back and watch that if you haven't. Um, and he connected me with Alexis and after stalking her Instagram and seeing how cool she was, now she's an actual guest. So Alexis, without further ado, what does being black mean to you? Being Black and code switching means to me, you know, quote unquote, a language or languages that Black people or even like other minorities um, use depending on the audience. And when did you first find out that you were Black? Um, it really didn't hit me until I was probably like in elementary school. And it's when you first start liking, you know, boys, obviously, right? And you're like, oh my gosh, I think he's so cute. And obviously I went to Bernami White School, right? And so I like have all these crushes and like, they don't like me back. And I'm like, okay, like what's going on? And I understood, you know, I was like, okay, it's, you know, because I'm black. So that's when I, you know, understood that part. Okay. And then how was it actually growing up in your area? It was a little difficult only because like, you know, you have to pick and choose your battles, right? So I would hear, you know, different like racial slurs or just, you know, different um, jokes about black people. And I'd have to laugh it off with them, you know, even though deep down I was like really upset. Um, but, you know, it definitely um, gave me perspective, just help my younger sister, you know, to tell her like, okay, don't put up with that. Like, I wish I knew not when I had to put up with certain things. So now I can say that to other younger black girls and, you know, other black women who have been through the same thing. And then when you went to the University of Houston, how did that change? How did your relationship with your blackness change at all? Or did it? 180 girl, One, complete 180. Because one, um, I didn't realize how, like, how many different like just ethnicities and just you know a bunch of like minorities of, of black people that were at the University of Houston. And then you started getting into like uh, black shorties and black fraternities and I went to my first pro day and I was like oh my gosh this is all so cool and all that stuff and I was like just being black is just so awesome especially like I said before you find people who have the same experiences as, as you and they're like oh my gosh like okay we're in this together now like we have each other now so it's really cool and then do you have any advice for yourself I would say that Trials are definitely going to come, but it's the condition that the trial finds you in that makes you who you are, so. Word. <laughs> so put together, oh my goodness. Thank you. Thanks. Um, yeah, no, I really, really like that. Um, but anyway, I am super excited to be talking to Alexis about being Black and code switching. Um, this is like a topic that 
if I'm going to be honest, I didn't even really know what code switching was because I also grew up in a predominantly white area and like K through 12, I was only, I was like one of maybe three black kids in like classes of like 500 people. So like I was like very used to being the only black person in a room. Right. Black woman and black person just in general. Um, so I was code switching and I didn't even know. Um, and it wasn't until college that I think, I think I learned in a class, like what the actual term was. And I was like, oh, like everyone else doesn't do that. Like, what do you, like, what do you mean? Um, and it almost like became such like a way of life for me, just like how I communicated with people. So Alexis, how would you define code switching? I would define it as like a way that we as black people interact with other black people or even different races of people for sure and like I think that's also important too because you can code switch with black people as well I think that's something that um people don't realize is like we always talk about um AAVE or African-American vernacular Um, yes don't get me wrong like a lot of people know like similar slang terms or like there's like certain um aspects of like black culture that like a lot of black people will know about like things like that but I do find that I do also code switch depending on the black person that I'm interacting with and like maybe like where they're from um, or like certain slang words that they use on a regular basis. But do you think that code switching actually detracts from like who you are authentically or who you view yourself to be? I think that, I don't think it deters from who you are authentically. If anything, I think and this sounds like kind of weird. I think it just displays how much of a range you have as a person and kind of how well you can, how personable you can be really, you know, with different people. Um, because I mean, obviously if you're talking to uh, your best friend, right. in a certain way, you know, it's like, I understand I can approach the CEO of a big company. Like I have to have a different uh, tone and demeanor about myself, you know? So it just kind of shows how personal a person can be and how versatile they are. Yeah. And I, I think so too. I think, um, the, the beautiful thing about like communicating with other people, like there's literally a, an entire major at universities, like communication major, like communication is so incredibly important and you can study rhetoric and tone, like you said, and like, there's like public speaking classes, like how you should breathe while you speak, like how you interact with people. I don't think that you should interact with every person the same. Um, exactly. Because that just, in my head, just really wouldn't make much sense. Because the, the example that you use, like, I wouldn't speak to my best friend the same way that I would speak to my parents. Or I wouldn't speak to my parents the same way that I would speak to my sister. Um, but I do think that something that I realized after, you know, getting this, or getting this vocabulary surrounding what code switching was, that I think it can kind of double as a coping mechanism. And I think when I was growing up, it was kind of detracting from who I was as a person because I didn't feel comfortable in a lot of spaces that I was in, which is why like I then code switched. So I think that there's, there has to be like a balance between code switching because like, you know, that's how you like you do, that's how you communicate, you know, that's kind of how you like get through the world, but then also acknowledging, am I code switching just because I feel that this is the best way to communicate with them or am I code switching to make them feel more comfortable and actively making myself uncomfortable? Because I realized growing up, I was very uncomfortable in a lot of the the spaces that I was in, which is so unfortunate to say now, but like I can laugh about it. 
but do you think that you've ever been in situations that you code switched just for the comfort of other people? Oh my gosh. Actually, Camille, I'm so glad you brought that up because, you know, and actually I correct that last piece, you know, I think that code switching definitely, it's a part of who you are. Yes. But I don't know if it's like the realest, rawest part of part of the person as you are, because there have definitely been times where I felt um, uncomfortable to be myself or the way I wanted to actually say things. And I would have to like correct myself. Like, as you said, if I went to, um, for example, like one of my white teammates house, right. And I was meeting their parents, I would have to speak like different, like obviously like, um, more like I mean obviously like educate I don't want to say educated because like I hated when people were like oh you talk you don't talk black right and I was for the longest time I thought that was such a compliment I was like oh thank you so much because you know growing up you don't know that like that's rude that's low-key racist you know what I'm saying you don't you don't know um and now it's just like no I I just talk well like you know and a lot of people were surprised like I'm <laughs> one person's parent was like oh my gosh, you talk so well. And I was like, oh, well, thank you. And it's like, I had to do that because like, I wanted them to feel like their daughter was safe hanging out with me. Like, oh, she's okay to be around. You know, she's not, um, you know, considered ghetto or, you know, hood, like other black people they might've encountered, you know, especially because growing up, you know, as you can um, kind of understand too, um, people already have this like stereotype in your head of like, when you're going to open your mouth, like it's going to be, you know, just, not understanding you so when you do it's like Mm -hmm. I want to kind of defeat the stereotype but it's like it's weird because you're a child like why are you a child you know you know like why am I a child trying to um kind of present myself in the best way possible and I can't just be a child and just say what I want to do you know because my friends are gonna not change who they are whenever they meet my parents you know and it's almost like black people in general have to almost prove themselves even before like communicating whatever they wanted to communicate in the first place. And I like really do remember people always commenting, even in college too. Oh, like Camille, you're so articulate. And don't get me wrong, I very much am. But <laughs> you realize that you, it's coming from a place of they were expecting that I wouldn't be. Like mm-hmm. that, that's where like the disconnect is and like that's where the problem is. Um, because as a kid, like very similar, like, like my professor would be like, oh, like you're like, you speak so well, Camille, like da, da, da. And like, I was like, yeah, like, thanks. Like, I appreciate that. Um, but again, like as a kid, you don't really realize like where that, that negativity is coming from. But then on the flip side, um, again, I grew up around predominantly white people and my parents also were just very um, interested in like me speaking a certain way. Like they wanted to ensure that they would like speak like I knew slang, but like they just wanted to ensure that I knew like the correct way to say things. Right. Um, and I do think right now, like when I like think about how I speak, like I use certain like slang words I'll say, but like I don't normally use them. Like it really, really depends on who I'm with. Right. But when I came to college, I had the the confusing like disconnect of black people or black people that I had met like my freshman year saying that I spoke white. Um, and I don't know if like you've ever experienced that or like been kind of confused by that too, but that was like a huge issue for me my freshman year. It definitely, definitely was an issue, especially just in high school because I have an older brother as well. 
so whenever I'd get around him and his friends and I would talk, you know, they'd hear me talk around like my white friends who, you know, were girls and like, we'd all be over and stuff like that. And like, they would leave like, oh my gosh, like, why do you talk like that? Like, why do you talk like a white girl? And it would be so frustrating because I'm like, okay, I now then feel double, you know, um, uh, subconscious, you know what I'm saying? Like self-conscious about how I'm talking around black people now when I'm, you know, supposed to feel like I can just talk to you naturally or, you know, I don't have to worry about like what you're going to think about how I'm speaking as well. So then whenever the two would come together, like when I was with my brother's friends and like with my friends, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, should I even speak? Like, should I even talk? You know, I'm like, should I even talk? Like, what do I do? Um, but it is just so frustrating, especially like in, within the black community. It's just like, you know, we have to, I just, I just wish there was more of like a cohesiveness to, you know, not deteriorating other black people who are, who just know like to speak like articulate, you know, who know to speak well, you know, it's just, because it gets that you know I mean like you said you understand too it's like that middle kind of like the internal battle battle you're feeling like okay what do I say to who and how do I say it you know Mm -hmm. I thought I could say this to a black person but I can't and they feel this type of way about it so it definitely was kind of confusing but I distinctly remember my freshman year and freshman year is so incredibly uncomfortable just as it is um I had met so many more black people than I was used to even being around and I hadn't really thought about code switching because similar to how you mentioned before, like, oh, when you're around black people, like I should be able to speak however I feel. Like these are the people that I should feel, you know, more comfortable with. And the guy that was there was like, oh yeah, like, I don't know if I can like, he, it was profanity, but like, I don't really know if I can like mess with you like as like a person. Cause like you like speak really white and like, I don't know like how I feel about that. And like initially it was like an immediate feeling of just like being uncomfortable because I was like, okay, what am I supposed to respond to that? Like, what am I supposed to say? Um, But then like something came over to me and I was like, like, I was like, why do you feel that I speak white? Like, what does that mean to you? Like, oh, like you like speak really proper. Like you speak really like um, articulately, like whatever. And I was like, but why are you attributing those things to being white? Like, why is that solely a white trait? And he like was just kind of looking at me like stunned. And I was like, if you're going to continue to perpetuate or if you're going to continue to make me feel uncomfortable by the way that I speak because I'm articulate and then you're going to attribute that only to white people, that's only a white trait that you can have, then you're just perpetuating the stereotype of black people being stupid. Yeah, yeah. He's like very, he was like very like, oh, like, black empowerment like black people are great like and like they are but I was like that right there making other black people feel uncomfortable because of the way that they speak you're not you know doing what like you're you're supposed to be doing um and I think after that you know period because like that had happened with like a lot of other people a lot of black people before then and a lot of black people after that but I was like asking that question like why do we attribute being intelligent or speaking a certain way to only being white and like you can I can see why it's it's so weird because in my head like I can understand what he meant because he was like oh like based on where you grew up based on the way that you speak because like where you grew up is very much um very much influences how you speak to other people he didn't know if he could you know uh be friends with me and like I was like okay but like still you can just not be friends with me because you don't want to be friends with me. But I don't think that the sole reason that you shouldn't be friends with me is because of the way that I speak to you. And I'm not using like certain words. 
um, that make you feel more comfortable. Um, but yeah, that was just like one personal anecdote that I think is like really important because people rarely think that, people always think about code switching as it relates to um, a minority being put into a white space, but a lot of times a lot of minorities have to code switch to be comfortable in their own mm-hmm. in their own spaces. Yes. Um, so I don't know if you relate to that in any, you know, means. I definitely, definitely do. Actually it reminded me of this one scene in Dear White People and she's like walking down the street and she's like listening to um some like music like it's kind of like some rap music or whatever around like black people and then she like switches it over to like some like pop or like country music whenever she sees white people mm-hmm. and keep like switching it back and forth and that's just is such like a good um at a kind of like example of kind of how it is whenever you're around like certain people not just with music but like with your words you know I mean music is a totally different concept you know when you have certain people in the car like what you play and things like that but and I mean it it does I remember one time I got back from an event and I was talking to one of my teammates and you know we're we're just talking how we wanted to talk and one of the head people calls me and and I pick up the phone and, you know, I started talking, you know, more articulate and she, and she started, you know, everyone has their phones out and she started Snapchatting me. She's like, uh Oh, corporate likes is back. And it was just like, that's just like how it is. like <laughs> Right. No, it's funny. It just shows like, you know, and I mind you, I was talking to another, another black person on the phone. Mm-hmm. Right. But it just goes to show that like, depending on, you know, who you're around and like, like who you're, um, who you're with, you know, you switch it because mind you, if the person who I was talking with on the phone was there, I would have been talking, you know, articulately the whole time. Right. Mm-hmm. But because, you know, my teammate was there, I was, I could talk however I wanted. And it kind of, it kind of honestly weighs like in your conscious, like, okay, am I weighing who this person is over who this person is? So that's going to determine how I talk, like to make whichever person or party I'm with like comfortable, which is what mm-hmm. I've had to like really come to terms with in myself. I'm like, okay, is me talking like this because I view their opinion of me more than this person's opinion of me or because I know this person's opinion of me isn't going to change no matter how I talk, but this person will. So I need to like come, come correct, you know, type of situation. And that too, sometimes I find that like in that type of situation, like when I'm around, like, let's say my boss versus like a coworker that like I feel really comfortable with and I would choose to speak, you know, quote unquote, as articulately as like I can, um, not even necessarily to make them feel more comfortable, to, but to make me feel more comfortable because I know that when I present myself and I speak a certain way that in most scenarios, like they won't like question it, if that makes sense. Um, and I think right. also is another scenario when it's like, am I being my full authentic self? Like, am I being, am I it's it's like backwards like I'm doing something to make someone else feel more comfortable but like now I feel more comfortable doing that something that makes them feel more comfortable right like we can all kind of leave the interaction and like not think about it anymore that makes sense no definitely and it kind of comes down to like um like people pleasing almost it's kind of just like, like okay am I like pleasing like was I pleasing enough to you or was the conversation like you know we can go back and just be like oh my gosh like I'm very impressed you know by her like and the way she talked you know what I'm saying it's kind of like like I said that just inward like you know turmoil just kind of like okay what's going on here like am I 
feeling like I need their approval of how I talk, you know, or a person of authority. Cause you know, um, there's, um, that quote, it's like, treat the gender the same way you treat, you know, the CEO type of situation. Mm-hmm. And so just kind of like that, it's like, okay, should I talk to everyone this type of way? But like you said, you know, you have different relationships with different people. And I totally agree. Like you can't approach, um, every person, you know, the same way you do. It's just not how it works, you know, mm-hmm. cause everyone is different. Everyone kind of has their guard up. Everyone has their, you know, already their kind of biases that you already know of mm-hmm. that you have to break down. So do you like what spaces can you think of that you code switch in the most okay definitely the classroom if I have a question or if I'm running a group project I definitely it's it's every proper noun that you can think of every uh conjunction like I'm saying it I'm saying it all correct definitely presentation like I like almost feel like sometimes I like speak with commas like I'm like really trying to like make sure everyone understands every word that I'm saying. Um, Definitely there, like now that I work, like definitely at work, um, small talking all the time. And it's funny too, because I like, I work from home now. So like I can like uh, really work from virtually anywhere. Um, And I was working around one of my friends and I was like, I had a meeting and I like had to talk in it. So I was like talking, da, 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 da. And then like, I like ended like the Zoom call basically. And I was like, <sighs> exhausting. It, it, she was it like, be- what? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I think code switching sometimes can just be very emotionally exhausting. Cause you're like, you're thinking about literally everything that you're saying. How to say it right. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, smiling, like yeah. who it is. And like, it really can be like very, very emotionally exhausting. So I do find that I code switch the most in academic settings, like you said, and like presentations are like now like at work for me, but what, when do you code switch the least? Definitely around my family. I'm just, it's just, it's what it is. Like, we're going to say what we're going to say. I'm going to say how I feel about it. Um, and I wish like, you know, it was like that just for every black child, like growing up, because even sometimes in their own families, like I said, even there are moments with my brother when, you know, I mean, obviously he didn't say it, like his friend just like, oh my gosh, Alex, what are you doing? But, mm-hmm. you know, even there are some moments within families that, you know, kids sometimes feel like they have to talk a certain way to their, you know, families, you know, when they come home versus when they go to school. And it, um, but yeah, definitely the, re- the least around my family and just like my close, close friends. Yeah. Yeah. My family for sure. And specifically my sister Jasmine, because we just be, <laughs> we just be talking <laughs> literally anything. And like, I feel very comfortable just like speaking to her. Like it's a very, um, like we have thought provoking conversations, but like I don't have to think a lot when I'm speaking to her. Like I genuinely can just like, it's a streamline of consciousness as opposed to oh, should I phrase it this way? Should I like use yeah. this word or whatever the case may be? I think that's why I enjoy spending the most time with her. I feel the most comfortable with her because I don't have that extra layer of like thinking. That right. Matters. No, and I was going to actually agree with you because it's like you can really relate your true emotions or like how you're really feeling about that certain thing. And you don't have to like, I guess like patent it because even sometimes like when I feel like I'm, you know, not code switching like as much. There's still like a surface level. There's like a pattern of like, okay, 
I still didn't really say what I wanted to say or say how I felt, you know, but you still thought I was like, you know, it was so comfortable. And it's quite funny because sometimes I feel like white people think you're just hilarious when you talk, you know, I guess like, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Hood or get it. They just think you're the funniest person like ever in the world. So it's just like. <laughs> I saw a, a video, maybe it was a post. I don't know what it was, but it basically was talking about how a lot of white people use like black vernacular like mm-hmm. like they'll like say it because they feel it's funny um and they were basically comparing it to how before like white people would dress up as black people because they thought it was funny no literally yeah oh like that you know doesn't make me feel good and I do feel like sometimes it does make me uncomfortable in certain situations when people that I'm around like white people that I am around use certain slang words that like I don't even use but like I know that they're using them because they're around me like right. I'm like from like the Philadelphia area and like people say John here and you'll never catch me saying like that's just not yeah who you? I just wouldn't use it I know if someone uses it in a sentence like oh like I understand what they're saying but like I'm not from Philadelphia therefore I don't claim you know like their slang but like some people specifically a lot of the white people that I went to school with feel very comfortable just like picking up words that like they don't understand or like even know how to use in a sentence. So like, I don't know if you have a Twitter, but like um, I saw a tweet recently, like people say like child, like, ooh, child. And people thought that that word, like people spell it like C-H-I-L-E. I'll put it like in the video, it'll pop up. And they thought it was Chile. Yes, I saw a video. They said, what does wow Chile mean? <laughs> so, so I'm like, y'all been using this phrase, y'all been using this word, and it doesn't even make sense in what you're all, what you're tweeting. Like, mm-hmm. why would, why, I don't know, why would you? <laughs> you just don't even, if you're not even sure about it, don't even, don't even do don't it. Don't use it, like, don't, or ask somebody, I guess, but like, right. just don't just don't use it yeah um, it's just a no for me it's a no for me <laughs> <It's a no. laughs> and again those tweets like I can laugh like about it like after the fact because like people are like flaming them and they're like roasting them and it's fine and like ha ha he he but it's like when you really think about it people feel comfortable picking up slang or using slang simply because a they think it's funny when like realistically that's just like a way a lot of people speak like a group of people speaks and b they don't understand it like even like there was one celebrity I think it was like Miley Cyrus's like younger sister like used the word nappy but like not in the way that it's meant and everyone was like what <laughs> why would you say that that in black twitter so quick so, oh, so quick. Funny. Yeah. oh my goodness so fast and they should be because like <laughs> no you cannot hide anything no you better come, correct, expeditiously, because they will find you and embarrass you in the whole, everyone will know, okay? It's not going to be a little thing. I don't know. Like, sometimes I'm like, oh, like, they really dragging that person. But, like, sometimes it's like, y'all low-key deserve. Right. To, and, you know, peep that. So, e- even I'm, like, getting more comfortable with you throughout the conversation, and, like, I'm changing how I'm speaking. And I didn't even, wow, would you look at that? <laughs> and look at that (laughs) yes and on that note um Alexis is there anything else that you want the audience to know 
no, other than, you know, just at the end of the day, make yourself comfortable. Don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, you know, be wise. You know, there, there has to be wisdom in everything. But at the end of the day, like make yourself comfortable, but also cater to yourself, you know, because like you said, it is emotionally exhausting and just give yourself the love and care that you know you need to have. And if there are people around you, like your family or close, close friends that, you know, have an issue with what they're, they're speaking, like really just like talk to them, but don't change for them. Okay. And yeah, I'll leave you with that. <clears throat> <laughs> That's it. JT said, here. <laughs> And I thought Mary had a little lamp. Okay, let me stop. You were to get that, and that's fine. Um, but I am very, very happy that I was able to talk with you. I'm super excited that I have a new friend. Um, yes, thank you. Oh, like Camille, you do not understand. Like this is so powerful what you're doing. Like, this is ridiculous. Like so cool, so cool. Thank you, thank you. Um, for those that are you so much for tuning into this video and come back next week for another one alexis thank you again and i'll see you guys next time bye bye everyone